0: Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, a podcast presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars with regards to game design and publishing. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the fine folks at Double Exposure and their leading game design convention, Metatopia, from which all of these panels were recorded at Metatopia 2017. It's also thanks to the generous contributions of the panel speakers now let's get to the show episode 164 positive sales pitches presented by John Adamus and Jacqueline Brick Um, so this is how to pitch or more, more. I think we said how we were going to pitch positively. Mm-hmm. Is that the adverb they made yeah, me use? Yeah, positively. Positively. Okay.
1: Because we wanted to talk about pitches that aren't like it's this game but better.
0: Do you want to put your recorder up here on yeah, the table? Yeah, you should do that. Okay. Yeah, give yeah, me. totally. Do it. Awesome. Set it Hi, up. My
1: recorder. I love you.
0: It's a cool recorder.
1: It's adorable.
0: It is adorable. I like. That I a had a
1: Zoom that looked like that. It was great.
0: I lost my Zoom in Indianapolis. Oh I left it at you know that little ledge they put in the back of the room. Oh no! I I. I because I was in the same room for three panels back-to-back, back, so oh I just God. put it there oh. and then left it. Oh. I, I imagine it's still running on whatever battery I had left, so oh. you probably got a whole day's worth of random stuff. But anyway, <laughs> so this is pitching. Um, the, my goal, ideally... Those are nice shoes, Jeremy. I, had, I, well, I hadn't noticed over by oh, the They're shocking. Um,
1: give you glaucoma at 20 paces. It helps. All right, pitching. Pitching.
0: Uh, the goal here is to be as practical as possible, no matter what it is you're pitching. Um, there's a, a small enough number of you that we could actually probably just go like, right down the line and address whatever questions you have, mm-hmm. as opposed to speaking broadly about what a pitch is. I mean, I'll be happy to define a pitch, that it is a combination of information with an emotional uh, point. It's not just a summary. It's not just like, oh, my game is about ducks. It's, my game's about ducks, and now I'm going to say extra words to make you feel a thing, ideally to inspire you to... Care and then My take My game action. is
1: about ducks, but it's also fighting capitalism.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. Um, so there- Soviet
1: ducks. I'm down. All right, I'm down.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come up with a pun name for that later. But all that's right. that's good. That's
1: really good. Thanks.
0: Yeah, um, not the example I was going to use. I was going to go with the ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town. Have you have you heard Jim McClure's? No, I haven't. Okay, tell well, me
1: about the ugliest squirrel. In squirrel all town. right, so
0: here is an example of a bad pitch. If you're doing this, please stop. The ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town is a nano-larp. It's about people who are squirrels and one of them is ugly. Full stop. That, that's a statement, it is a well-written, grammatically functional sentence, and it tells me nothing nothing about what I'm supposed to do. It informs me, but it has no emotional component, because I, I don't care about the squirrels, and you want me to care about the squirrels.
1: So, I, I think I have a pitch. Go for so it. So it Go for so it. The, the ugliest squirrel in, the squirrel, town is, squirrel, in the squirrel Town is a scene-based nano larp okay. in which we are using uh, player consent sure. mechanics to discuss, um, you know... Uh, hold on. Uh, I uh, Hold on. Player consent mechanics to discuss okay. the effect of beauty in a small-town setting.
2: Ooh.
0: Okay, so... That works because we are now combining evocative elements, elements that make us feel something, with the information without really substantially changing the information. It's not like we're suddenly going to tell you that The Ugliest Squirrel in Squirrel Town is really about gun-running, you know, in 1980. Um, I would
1: play a gun-running 1980s game called The Ugliest Squirrel in Squirrel Town because I, I feel like that would be about Gangs of New York, but like... Or
0: like a favela, like a really like...
1: But like Gangs of New York cross with Watership Down.
0: All right, I'm going to write that down later. That
1: sounds awesome.
0: That, that really does sound good. So the, the point, however, of a pitch is not, yes, I'm giving you a sentence pitch because we're in a panel and there's an hour and time is, is limited. But your pitch is not, it's not a tweet, right? We can go longer than a tweet. You can turn mm-hmm. it into a paragraph. The problem is the longer your pitch tends to be, the less emotional hook you have, because you, you start with the emotional hook usually in that first sentence, because you're like, pay attention to me, you guys. Come on, I have a thing. And as you sort of daisy chain and step away from that, by the time you get to like sentence three, you are vastly removed from that emotional hook. Yeah. And when you try to re-plug back into it and say like, oh, I want you to feel, uh, let me think of an example. I want you to feel really excited, because this nano LARP about squirrels is really badass. Um, if I don't restoke that fire and make sure you're aware that it's badass, without repeating the word. Because when you repeat the word, it deadens the effect. We don't want to repeat words. We want to find new ways of saying this, a, a different facet or element of a thing. So we're showing it has depth. So we're talking about an ugly squirrel and it uses player consent. And it, it's about small town America. And it's about you know, an era where progressivism is, a, is sort of a faux dimension. It's, it's more about understanding group structure. We can find all different yep. ways to different lenses and different facets of this gem that is the thing we're pitching. We're constantly rotating it, observing it from different axes and angles to say, oh, I can also talk to you about this. I can explain it this way. Because you want to be able to have a variety of pitches of different lengths and depths and skills and word choices because you have a variety of audiences to hear the pitch. (laughs) It's not just, oh, I only use pitches when someone's like, pitch me your game, because there's different contexts. Like, you can go upstairs to the bar tonight and go, I want to talk to you about my game. And somebody's going to go, tell me about your game. They're not gonna use the word pitch, they're gonna say, tell me about your game. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So then you just roll into like, oh well, do I know this person? If I if they're my friend and I know them, I'm just gonna say, Oh yeah, I'm making this thing, it's like this and this. But if it's somebody like professional who's like, Oh, I wanna get on board, tell me about your thing. I'm I'm you know, we're tucking our we're shirt into to being series. in and
1: Mark Richardson
0: here. Any award winning cartographer, Mark Richardson? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, if you wanted, actually, this is a good exercise. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do a, a, a thought exercise. If you wanted to pitch your game, The Ugliest Squirrel in Squirrel Town, to any award-winning cartographer, Mark Richardson, what would you focus on?
0: Yes. Go ahead. Somebody. Anybody. Anybody. We- you have options in the sentence, right? We can focus on the word "ugly," the concept of ugliness. We can focus on the fact that it's squirrel. We can focus on the whole title as a package. We, the art of a pitch. What makes a pitch good is the decision. Are not no. There's more than one decision. Are the decisions you make surrounding what you do and do not tell? What you do tell, what you it's called declare. What you declare is asserted to be true because you're saying it to me. Mm-hmm. You would not say a thing that lies about your product. Like, hopefully. Well, ideally. Yeah. We're trying to, like, if, if, you're, if you're trying to excite me about your thing, don't feed me horse shit. Right? So you're going to tell me something that is universally true. Like, my ga- like if you wrote a nano LARP about squirrels, you would not describe it as a board game similar to Axis and Allies. <laughs> because it, it, it wouldn't mesh. It wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't work. Because then I'd have an expectation. A pitch sets an expectation. But rather than d- paying it off by putting it in front of me, you are using the emotion, whatever emotion that might be, to pay that off for you. So if you wanted to excite me about your thing, oh my god, tell me about your thing, oh, it's the ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town, you're leaving me excited, and my excitement kind of runs amok a little bit, and go, oh, I would totally hang out and play a game about, you know, capitalist ducks, or, or ducks socialist fighting capitalists, socialist like- ducks fighting capitalism, um, Lenin and Bills.
1: Oh that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um then Soviet Russia duck you. Trotsky
0: um oh god, I had one with feathers. It'll come back to me. Anyway, the the point is in when you literally construct the pitch, the first thing you want to do is make sure you name the thing you're pitching. It doesn't need like a formal title. Like
1: Bill Shiviks. <gasps> oh Yes! Oh
0: nailed it. <laughs> so good. Um
1: that is really good. I uh, know, right? We should we should yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I have to get past that now. Okay.
1: <laughs> your thing
0: needs a name. I, I cannot believe I have to talk in the pitching panel about how your thing needs a name. Now, if it doesn't have a name yet, because it's in the early birthing phases of coming together in your head, trot out a name and go with it. I or or declare it in other ways. Like I have a game that's about such and such.
1: I usually like to say I have, you know, a game that's currently in the vaporware stage. Sure. Like I'm
0: not crazy about the word vaporware usually because it has negative baggage to it. Does it? Video games, it does.
1: I guess. I, I usually, I usually use vaporware as something I'm just thinking about right now.
0: I would just call that something I'm thinking about. No, fair but enough. it's the same idea, sure. right? It's the it's the notion and the idea that this thing is starting to take shape. And I am at a point where I would like to tell you about Wait,
1: it. Wait, do we have a board we can
0: use? Yeah, you can totally use the Hold board. Hold on,
1: okay. Do you want to use the board? Yeah, we're going to use the board right now because we're going to make this an exercise.
0: Your handwriting's got to be better than mine, so um, by I'll all means.
1: All right, so we're going to create a game of pitch. Let's do it. Right now. Let's do it. So, Jeremy, give me an element, like a a, next a thing in the game. Fire. Strontium. Fire. You know, yeah,
2: fire. Yeah. You be fire, you now know what? Because uh, it was like, well, elements. No, I can't get it all. Radon. Right
0: okay. Somebody else, give me another element.
2: Uh, emotional
0: support. Okay. Ooh.
1: Actually I I see a game in here already. I do too. I wonder if it's the same game. I don't think so. Probably (laughs) not. Is is your setting people on fire for asking for emotional support? No, it was not. Mine was actually asking for emotional support around a campfire sort of thing. Like
0: Oh, I was gonna call it fire and it'd be about emotional support. Yeah. Okay. Other elements. a A verb. Pitches need verbs. Pitches live and die in verbs. They do not live and die in nouns and adjectives. They live and die in verbs, because verbs imply to us...
1: What? Running. Running.
0: Oh, yeah. We can build a game out of this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Running.
0: Pitches live and die in verbs, because verbs indicate what it is we're going to do. All right. Because we like to do things, and we like to know what it is we're going to get into.
1: Give me a type of game. Card game. Card game. Oh.
0: Yep. Yeah, Yeah, this needs to be a card game, just given the content.
1: Okay, so John, talk to me about the uh, Fire Emotional Support running
0: card game. Alright, so Fire is a card game that focuses on teaching people fundamental skills for emotional support. It is predicated, uh, in the larger meta context of it, it's people all training for a marathon. And they're all training together. And the idea is that you are working collaboratively in this card game to give each other the support you need as both a metaphor for I'm learning something, but also metaphor as mileage in a marathon.
1: So, mine is Passing the Torch. It is a generational Ooh. card game focusing on building your family, and you're passing along a family secret, but in order to protect the family secret, you also have to support the family members who are most directly connected to it. As I said, it's a deck builder, so, you know, certain <gasps> family members... An emotional more, support deck builder sounds awesome. Yeah, who will, will be more closely connected to the secret, and the more family members you have closely connected to the secret, the easier it is to guard it, but the less emotionally secure your family.
0: Yeah, that's my family in a nutshell right yeah, there. Right? <laughs> that's, that's great. So, so, so who
1: else can come up with someone?
2: Um, it is an emotional support card game. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, know, okay. go for it. Um, fire is an emotional support card game uh, that is uh, based around uh, various ideas of both fire and emotional support, and utilizing those elements uh, on your side to, uh, I'm pitching this very terribly. Uh, it's OK, to, keep going. <laughs> We want terrible to, pitches. Uh, we can make them better. Are you, basically, you're trying, to, um, you're trying to get ahead on this track. You're trying to get ahead yes. on this track while other people are usually utilizing cards to attempt to uh, thwart your emotional support. So basically, you're trying to use positive fire in a positive fashion while other people are using fire against you.
0: Here's why that pitch worked, because he saved it at the end. He did. When you recognize that your pitch verbally is, is dying on the vine, and pitches do. Oh God, do they.
1: All the time.
0: But it's a, when in doubt, pull back to the emotional hook, the thing you want people to feel, and then tie that immediately to a thing about the game.
1: What is most important about a pitch is, what are you doing?
0: Can you clarify what doing means? Do you mean who's doing what?
1: What is the player doing in
0: Because ultimately, they're the ones who are going to play it.
1: This is actually something Abby and Kate repeatedly talk about uh, with pitches, especially for Mm -hmm. double-exposure conventions, but it uh, works for other conventions and even pitching to people, too, is what about your game makes me want to play it? Not, you know, what's cool about the world or what's cool about the characters. What do I get to do?
0: The, now, that's a hard thing to figure out, and sometimes you're not going to know that early on because you're still writing it down, you're still making decisions, you're can you still... A, can
1: somebody go run and get me a paper towel or something? Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: Um, there's no... Okay. I'm going to tap dance here because this is sort of the, one of the gray areas in pitching of which there are a couple. There's no wrong time to make a pitch, but sometimes are better than others. Obviously, the more done a thing is, the easier it is to pitch because you'll have more material to draw from. But early on in the pitch development process and the creative process, you have a a greater swell of emotion because you're more excited because it's new and new things are, ooh. And you can leverage that both to other people and yourself to kind of keep you on track because if you're pitching something new that no one's really seen before, the act of verbalizing it, and we're, sp- we're looking at verbal pitches for a minute, but it, this translates to text as well. Um, the minute you verbalize it, you are helping concretize what it is, because it's like we're talking about it, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's the best way I've described that yet. I should remember this sentence. I should remember these words. This works. Um, before we do a bad pitch, like a, like a bomb of a pitch.
1: Oh, we're going to do it. Oh, yeah, we are. We're going to do um, it.
0: I, I, I want to I wanna clarify two general pitchy elements. Uh, one, it is entirely possible for your pitch to be long, uh, too long. Yep. That is not a function of you not knowing your audience. That is a function of you not knowing when to stop. Uh, here's how you know when to stop. When you succinctly create a loop between fact and emotion and you provide the listener, the audience, the reader, whomever, a context. You give them a packet of information and they know what to do with it. Noir World is film noir as powered by the apocalypse. It is a collaborative GM was powered by the apocalypse game. Stop. I don't need... To, I can give you more, but that is an active disservice to the thing I made. Not because it's, I'm slamming it or anything, but because it, it, I've said everything I need to say to make you give a shit.
1: Uh, White Wedding, the game I tested this morning, is a, it's a great uh, title. play. Thank you. A collaborative, um, free-form LARP in which players play ghosts and humans in a wedding. And
0: are the ghosts marrying the people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not even a LARPer and I'm down. <laughs>
1: Uh, a ghost and a human are getting married, and we examine uh, such family truisms as till death do us part.
0: I'm intrigued. So, it was great. Um, so, yes, it is possible to go too long, and that is generally a sense of, I will keep throwing hooks into the water until I catch a fish. Mm-hmm. That's nervousness. Yeah, don't do that. It happens. But less is, this is, I hate using, I hate trotting this shit out, but less is more. Because you can always come back and refine. And when someone's like, they lean forward a little bit. They give you that hint, like, "Oh, is there more?" That's when you say, "Oh, yeah." Now I will deploy the rest of my. Team. Yeah. You don't need to like spew it out in some iceberg of words. Um, so yes, it is possible for a pitch to be too long. Second significant point: uh, it is possible that the thing you pitch is not the idea in your head. So let's say you've got this game. You've got this ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town game, and you are, you are. Cr- at home with your open laptop or desktop or whatever and you're, you're working away at it, you are absolutely certain it's a, let's see, Jim describes it as a game where the ugliest squirrel in town knows his secret but is trying to get a date to the squirrel prom and you're working on it and you're framing it this way that it's about ugliness and consent and understanding relationships and it has a rationalizing mechanic that is brilliant but the way you deliver the information makes it sound like it's about let's go make fun of the ugly kid which is not the experience yeah. you mean to convey. So it is possible that the, the, what you're saying is not accurate to what you are thinking, which is why uh, the big takeaway there is make many, many, many pitches. They're going to miss. You're going to miss. They're not going to hit the mark, but you will have so many permutations to draw from and cannibalize that this gets easier. easier. And it, it does get easier. I am a, a huge, annoying vocal proponent of anybody can pitch. Anybody, I, I I don't care what what limitation you you swear you have or you actually have or whatever. There is always a methodology one can employ to pitch something to another person, because we've been doing it since we cried for attention as a baby. It's just now we've evolved it to talk about some shit we've made up because it's fun. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about truly bad pitches and what make them bad.
1: Okay, can I talk about my hilarious bad pitch? Do it. So, I'm running a race game at this convention. A race? Like Wraith. a. Wraith. Race. race okay. Wraith the Oblivion. Okay, okay. But the way I have been jokingly pitching it to people, because it's a terrible pitch, is this game was personally rejected by Martin Erickson for uh, uh, World of Darkness Berlin.
0: That's a terrible pitch. <laughs> Would you like to tell them why it's a terrible pitch?
1: Because it doesn't tell. A, it doesn't tell you anything about right. the game. B, it's self deprecation. C, it's just annoying as fuck. Like, I say it to my friends because it's funny.
0: But it also assumes you know who Martin Erickson is. Yeah. I do, but like. that's that, that doesn't help me. And it certainly doesn't help... I mean, see, help.
1: if I wanted to pitch it to you, I would totally pitch it to you as a game Martin Erickson personally rejected.
0: I'd be down for it. Right? Um, <laughs> but, so yes, there is an element of you've got to know your audience. But you don't need to obsessively know your audience to know, like, oh, I also know their shopping habits and how they vote. No, you just need to know, like, oh, the person I'm talking to is a a, a game player who has roughly this ballpark of experience. They perhaps have played in this kind of game or that kind of game, or perhaps they haven't at all. But you can give sort of loose constraints and boundaries, like a little broad box that you later fill in. And um, the example I gave this morning that I will reuse because it was amazing, was, unlike raptors, you don't need to constantly test the fences. Just because you have boundaries on this box doesn't mean you have to live right there. There's a whole big space in the middle that you can talk about. So just because someone says, oh, you need some limitations on this, you need some constraints, box it in. I'm not saying this is garbage, throw it out. I'm saying, okay, tell me more, but avoid the edges, avoid these peripheral things. Like, I get it, it's a game about... Squirrels and one of them is ugly. Rather than harp on the word ugly, tell me what it's about. Tell me what I can do. Tell me how long it should take. Tell me something concrete that I can grab to so I can go, I am intrigued. Please tell me more. A pitch's job fundamentally is to get more. It is an entree, it is an appetizer waiting for the entree.
1: It's a mousse bouche.
0: It's a mousse bouche. It is a, it is a small, simple sampling designed to uh, tickle your palate. I believe that's how they teach it in yeah. school to make you want more. There are there are oh god there are tons of crass ways I can present that I'm really trying not to.
1: I really appreciate that.
0: But the the fact remains it is it is provocative, in that it will um, lead to you wanting more. Bad pitch. Let's see. I'm trying to think of the worst pitch I ever... I can tell you the worst pitch I ever gave. Yeah, tell me. Okay. So it was... I Let's see. It was about seven years ago. I was
1: high
0: shit. <laughs> um, and I got a meeting with a, with a television executive. And I wanted to pitch a, a, t, a TV show. And this is a big deal. Like This is, this is a, not an easy thing to get. And I, of course, was like, I'll just get high and do it. That'll be fine. No, nothing <laughs> bad ever happens that way. Do
1: not pitch while high. Don't
0: pitch high or drunk. Never, ever, ever, ever. Promise me you won't. If you are high and drunk, like, I get it, and that's cool, you do you, but try not to make your professional pitch when you're loaded. It's not going to go well, it ever. Is, it,
1: is, it is okay if you make a casual pitch while loaded. Yeah. That's fine. Do not make a professional pitch while loaded.
0: Yeah, if, if you're If you're like, this is my swing at that, you know, I'm ready to go talk to a big fancy company about giving them, you know, money in exchange, <laughs> you want to try to do this as soberly as I'll possible. Don't
1: talk about Kenneth, kind of Fight like that.
0: Uh, that's a different story. <laughs> so um, I got loaded, and I, I walk into this. Let's see, um, the, the name of this television, let's see, how do I describe it? Oh, I'm allowed to talk about it. So I went to the channel that frequently shows movies about women and their lifestyle. Uh, you might know this channel as, it rhymes with wife time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go to this, and I go to make this pitch, and my pitch was to, uh, I wanted to reboot The Witches of Eastwick. With, like, young, hip, sexy, you know, like, woo! Like Melrose, but with witches. Um, they, it, did,
1: they did a reboot. Uh, I know, I know.
0: That, but that was later, and I, yeah, I'm bitter. But <laughs> this pitch did not turn into that. This pitch was, um, so there are these three witches, and they're sexy. And they, for 13 episodes, they try to do magic, but they're sexy. And, and I harped on it, because I was not sober. And the response I got was, we have that show. It's called Charmed. So here's, here's the critical thing. People are going to want to create what's called a comp or a comparison because it, it helps convey a frame of reference. Oh, your game or product is like this other thing that already exists. The downside there is that if you go, yeah, or kind of, what you are doing is confirming their set of expectations when in fact the thing you've made is not charmed with extra boobs, as I believe I described it. Um, It is in fact, yeah. Well, I I don't know if it was quantity or... or, Right. It was bad. It was a mess. But it sounded good because I wasn't sober. But it... There's nothing wrong with making a, a comp. Nothing wrong with using a comp. The problem is, uh, the danger of comps is that if you pick a thing to describe... It, oh, my game is a lot like... Uh, let me pick a game I don't like. Um, oh, this card game I'm making is an awful lot like Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, I don't like Yu-Gi-Oh! Wow. I, I just don't like it. It's just not my thing. Wow. Um, I know. It says an awful lot about me. Um, but it, so if you if you make this comparison thinking like, oh, you'll totally like it. And if you pick a thing I hate, like if you were to... um Hyperbolic example. If you compare your thing to peas and clowns, you have lost me because peas are gross and clowns are weird. I want no part of either of those things. Your comps have actively inhibited your progress with me because I'm just going to and walk away. So uh, when you get to a comp and they're like, oh, well, what is it like, even if they don't make a suggestion or even if they do, you want to control as much of that conversation as possible. And my suggestion to you is, Take the things that you're pretty sure they're going to mention and then talk about how your thing steps away from that. Oh, my game is like Yu-Gi-Oh in that there are cards and words on them. However, my game does this. Or in a, in a broader picture, uh, this is a role playing game, much like Dungeons and Dragons in that we use dice and it's fantasy. However, we're changing this, this, and this, and this. And those things that you list this, this, and this, those are the things you are suggesting, like, hey, this is what makes my thing different. These are my, This is my DNA I'm, and my fingerprints. I'm, I'm purposefully leaving this mark so that it stands out. Because it's not about making the most um, hyperbolic and broad pitch. Like, oh, my game is a combination of uh, Wraith the Oblivion... Um, Forza, the little board game with pegs, and Monopoly.
1: Why you gotta call me out like this?
0: I just tried to pick things, and you had mentioned it. It's stuck in my head now, because I'm I'm thinking about Martin Erickson making like dismissive faces at people, and it amuses me. Like this? <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, like a bobblehead, um, with a, with a hair. I'm Dracula. <laughs> so, you try... Uh.
1: With no apologies to Martin Erickson. None, none. Absolutely none. Um. So you just still think you are. I totally
0: lost my train of thought now. And I'm I'm doing these people a disservice and that's bothering me, so I'm going to rebound.
1: I think we're hilarious.
0: We are, but I, I, I wanted I had a point and it was salient and your,
1: your point is that we weren't trying to make as broad pitches because broad pitches do not actually yes. tell people right. what the game is about.
0: There's nothing wrong with a broad pitch, but it has its place. And the place of a broad pitch is to narrow down the people listening so that you can distinguish the people who you need to get more specific with. For example, you're upstairs. You're in the lobby. You're ordering chicken fingers, because they're delicious. Um, that's what I'm going to have for dinner. And you go upstairs, and you're sitting there, and you've got a whole group of people like just hanging out, whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to... Let me talk to... you know. You talk to one person about, here's my game. This is what I'm doing. A few people remain interested. They sort of huddle up. A few people are like, eh, I'm going to go chat with person on the side about other material. The broadest pitch helps sort of call the herd. And the more specific pitch helps focus in the already interested people because you have to assume they're already interested. You know they're not interested if they're not listening and they walked away. What? Right. <laughs> this is different than being creepy and like chasing them down. I'm not advocating that. Yeah, I'm saying, that. read the room... See the person who's interested, oh, they're making eye contact. They've, they've smiled at you. They're like, uh huh. They've somehow conveyed to you that they're paying attention. We know what these things look like, even on, a, on an abstract level, and um, you, you act if, on it.
1: If you have problems reading the room, which some of us do, yeah, sure, sure. Um, the best way to figure this out is if you are having to follow someone to talk to them and they haven't gone, I want to hear more, but you need to come with me because I'm going this way, then they're not interested.
0: Yes, that's a good way of putting it. And, and then when you get the chance to pitch, when someone says, the, what, the, what, I don't know why they call it the dreaded question, because it's not dreadable, it's, tell me about your game. Pick your favoriteest part. Pick the thing that you love the most mostest. The part that you dream about in your notebook late at night. The thing that you put hearts around and, and have it inside on your locker montage. Pick your favorite part, because that's the part where your passion for the thing will be most transparent. And you want that. No one wants to hear a boring pitch. No one sits down and goes, I'm going to tell you about my game in the most boring way humanly possible. No. You can do it. It's fun. It's an amusing exercise to figure out how you talk about your thing in a, in a, in a proactive positive way. But no one goes around going intentionally and on purpose, John, boringly pitch me your thing. Sure, Ken would though. Ken would. Ken would, just to annoy me. Yeah, don't most, talk most, about most Ken of, how you like that. Most of my friends would yeah. Darren would do that. Yes. Lots of people I know would sit around and say, tell me about this in a boring way, just to see if I could do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am actually going to slightly disagree with you on the whole time. Tell-, tell, tell us please, about your favorite part. Please do. A lot of a lot of game oh. designers tend to focus on this one thing like, there's this really cool like mountain in my world and it's magical. But It's in history and the players don't ever actually interact with it and its background.
0: But if I take your previously mentioned question of what do the players do, how do I interact with it? Right, and then you talk
1: and then you talk about, you know, what you're most excited about that the players do. I'm just gonna slightly disagree with you. That's That's fair. But always remember that you are pitching to someone and even if you're really excited about something, if it doesn't affect the play experience, don't talk about it in your first pitch.
0: It can come up later.
1: Yeah, it can absolutely come up later. There will be times where people will be like, "Tell me everything about this." Trust me, I'm one of those people. Um, I am
0: not one of those people. Maybe you could tell.
1: <laughs> well, we have to have a balance on this panel.
0: That's what they keep telling
1: me. We bond over hating Martin Erickson.
0: We can bond over a, a wonderful array of things. That being one of them. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what we're bonding over right now. That's fine. And Soviet ducks.
0: Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks. That's the way to go. The
1: can you pitch Bolsheviks in a boring way, John?
0: Sure. Um, give me a second. Okay, I got it. <sighs> Capital, nope, that's gonna be exciting. Give me a second. <laughs> what if do, all right, so there's something called a question pitch, which is uh, most often the, the province of car commercials and stuff you see on television. Like, are you tired of this thing happening in your world? And it's usually a, a demonstration of the most inept planet humanly imaginable, like where a woman can't operate a seatbelt or someone has a problem with toast. And it, it's, you know, it's it's this exaggerated, often black and white thing. A question pitch starts with a question. Tired it's, of... Are you tired of, you know, stains because of such and such? Do you, do you want to make more money at your job? And... Um, a question pitch is the most elementary kind of pitch. It's the simplest. So a question—it's also probably one of the most lethally boring because you can always go no, no. no. <laughs> and anytime you can say no to a pitch, it's it's dead in the water. So a question pitch in particular is susceptible to no because do you want to make more money? No, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> pitch done. Can't go anywhere from there. <laughs> so Bolsheviks in a in a question pitch format would look like. What if ducks? really wanted to take on McCarthyism. That does sound exciting, though. I, it I, really
1: I, does. Oh shit.
0: I All don't right. know
1: if you can pitch Bill boringly.
0: No, because the title really helps.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um...
1: What if ducks are I oh, don't know, because what if ducks are super into crypto-Maoism? just sounds badass, too. Fuck.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a hard one. We're going to work on this. We're going to work what, on gonna this. We're going to figure it out. So... The, a question pitch is the most, it's the easiest elementary kind of pitch. It's not, when I say elementary, I don't mean it's bad. I mean, it's the starting point for people learning how to pitch.
1: See, normally what I do here is I put in my most boring academia term possible, but ducks and boring academia terms are... Those like, are exciting. Like, yeah, I Yeah, don't, I don't get... It, it, it's <laughs> relevatory. Go, go
2: simple. Do you want to be a duck that hates capitalism?
1: Yes, I do! Okay. So, How do you feel about leftist ducks? Actually pretty good.
0: (laughs) So you you have a question pitch. There's nothing wrong with a question pitch. It's got pretty broad scope. You can apply it in a lot of situations. However, it requires you to think of a really interesting question. The more boring your question... Are you tired of getting crumbs in your butter? That is a legit commercial I saw this morning. Um, Are you tired of crumbs in your butter? I don't really think twice about it. (laughs) Apparently, you guys do. You have a product. But... I guess I'll listen because now I'm curious. Um, a question pitch's main fault is that if the question sucks, you're not going to get anywhere because no is the pitch killer. No, I, I don't really care about crumbs, I, I just want to eat now, thanks, go away. <laughs> or um, no, I don't want to make money at my job, I'm quite happy, thank you, or, or no, I don't need a new way. You don't need s- a new car. Right. Question pitches are limited to that. Because ultimately, you still have to be—you've got a pivot. It's called a pivot, where you go from a question of "I'm asking general," inf- I'm asking for information to "I'm giving information." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, do you want a new? Uh, we'll use the car example. Would you like a new car, or do you want to finance a new car? Yes, I do. Great. Well, you can come down to car shop X and do it. There's, I've pivoted now from question to answer. The hard part about a pivot much like a regular old physical hinge, is that it can suck, it can squeak, it can be ineffective, it can be clumsy.
1: Sorry, you said Car Shop X, and now I'm thinking about a pitch for, like, a Shadowrun-based game where you're actually playing the mechanics who repair the Shadowrunner's cars.
0: Mechanic. They're not always mechanics. They just happen to work on the cars that are a Shadowrun on it themselves.
1: Oh. No, I, I literally just want... You just thought mechanics? Like yeah. Fast
0: and the Furious, but with, like... I want to
1: play the pit crew for the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I'd be down for that. That'd be sold. amazing.
0: Sold. Super sold.
1: Um, Sorry, my job on panels is to distract John.
0: It's successful. Um, p- after question pitches come what are called pyramid pitches. Pyramid pitches are the most common game pitch you'll hear. A pyramid pitch, well, also called a triangle pitch, if you were mm. here a couple years ago. Uh, triangles have three points. I, I can't believe I have to express this. Triangles have three points. And a pyramid or triangle pitch includes three elements from your game. Uh, this is where the most favoriteest part comes in because uh, it does not orient superiorly. Like, the top of the pyramid isn't better. It's just one of the three points. But it's uh, generally thought to be the best because you lead with it because it's how people draw triangles. Nobody draws a triangle and ends at the bottom. They start, th- whatever. I
2: feel like the triangle.
0: Triangle There's dry race board. You can, you can draw I'm a triangle right now. Go for it. I don't care. Go ahead, draw a triangle. Um, the... A pyramid pitch or a triangle pitch, that sort of pitch works best when you have multiple things you can clearly express that you know each individual thing works together because it does no good to pick three things that don't go together. It's like describing Shadowrun as a game where it rains, there are dragons, and there's more than one player. <laughs> those are all true facts. Those so are all things that are accurate. It's
1: not Skyrim.
0: But it's not Skyrim. It's also not literally any other game with dragons or the outdoors. Mm. So um, it's about choosing the elements that work best together. Wrinkly part, hard bit. Um, if you choose elements that are too, too tied together, like if you have a two part character creation system and two points of your triangle are both of those parts. It's it's really the same thing. It's
1: yeah. And it seems like your game focuses on solely character. on that. Right.
0: Yeah. The the benefit in a triangle pitch is that you get to show the breadth of what you have. Like, oh, I have many things I can hang this hat on. It's, it's oh, I have more than one thing. Um, it also helps sort of narrow down how you would express it. Because these things are generally longer than question pitches. Just because you've got more to say. Um, it also gives you more opportunity to uh, sort of adduce that emotion. Like, oh, I want you to feel extra good, so I'm going to throw this in here to sweeten the pot. Oh, by the way, let me tell you about this. That kind of thing. Nothing wrong with that. Totally great. You'll hear a ton of them. The majority will break down into that. Um, And because of the rule of threes, meaning information that is bundled in groups of three is usually seen as more complete and more interesting, because we can Uh, sort of... Oh, man, I thought
1: we were going to pitch Planescape,
0: then. We can pitch Planescape. Oh,
1: yeah, let's pitch Planescape. we got a rule of three, but finish finish
0: I'll I'll use Planescape for the next example, then. There you go. So um, package information in a group of three makes it more discernible. Comedy works in threes. Humor works in threes. um, Scientific data groups in threes. um, Bullet points look best in multiples of three. Mm
1: -hmm. Or five.
0: Or five. Um, So it's about structuring in, in a little package that you can hand out to other people, right? So once you get past triangles, queries and triangles, you move into what are called the elaborate pitches, which is a terrible name, but I didn't name it. Um, because it implies a great deal of like mechanical doing, and it's not. An elaborate pitch is what I call an emotional pitch, because it's more emotion than it is fact. Do you like to have fun? How do you feel about ducks and communism? There's not a lot of meat on the bone, but it tries to strike an emotional chord before it does anything else. What makes it elaborate is that you can turn this into emotional leverage based on how well you know your audience. You know your audience really responds well to like carrot and stick kind of operation where you're like, I know you like this game, then you'll also like that. And you're, you are leaning heavily on pre-existing knowledge to make the new thing you have exciting. This is what happens when companies lay out new products. You were a big fan of my first game. You've got somewhat of a buy-in for my second because you know I made it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the danger there is that uh, if you didn't like the first game, Because you went in thinking, oh, this is going to be great, and you found out it's a pile of dog shit. Um, It's not going to work. Planescape is a great, emotional, elaborate pitch. Here it is. D&D, plus the ability to Doctor Who it up. It is is a, a series of intro, and we can get more critical than that. You can break into different planes and what a plane is and how to, how to organize all this stuff. But fundamentally, you try to hit the emotional note, which means you've got to figure out the emotional note. How do you figure out the emotional note?
1: I would have said a multi-world adventure game.
0: You could do that too. That works too. Every pitch needs an emotional note. How you find it is asking the question, what do I want the players to feel while they're doing whatever it is the players do? How do you want them to feel while they're doing whatever? It doesn't matter what the whatever is. Normally, this is like when I write it out a blog post, it's, a, it's like the fill in the blank line. It doesn't matter. When I, how do I want the players to feel when they are fighting the dragon? How do I want players to feel when they are running the shadow or um, the shadow. Hacking, hacking the company or spacing the head or, or whatever verb <laughs> combo I want to use? Right. If you can't figure out what that is, go back to the development and say, well, what am I trying... What, what, what's my atmosphere? What's my vibe? What's my theme? What am I trying to... What, what does this game give me? And build from there.
1: More often than not, especially with RPG pitches, um, the player should feel empowered. Yes. Uh, but that is not the case with all games. Sometimes you want the player to feel hopeless.
0: Yes. Uh, and that, again, that depends on what it is your game does. Yeah. Or how you want them to feel. Or what experience you are trying to deliver. There are... There's that LARP where... I can't remember the name of it, but, but like there's there's like a hostage or something.
1: You, uh, oh, were you talking about seasoning the one we talked about last year with yes. sex trafficking? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes,
0: that's that's not a game that really promotes a whole lot a of like of empowerment. character empowerment because there's a hostage.
1: Yeah, and the the game. Uh, so I could unfo- not remember the name of Unfortunately, Jay is wonderful Her game is wonderful Her pitch was not super great Because what she did was describe the process of seasoning And not actually what we were doing in the game Right. Because the game itself Does not focus on the hostage The hostage is more of a uh, MacGuffin mm-hmm. uh, When you are playing the hostage You are mostly sitting in a closet And chilling out because when you're out of the closet, that demands so much emotional work from you that you just get to sit, you know, quietly in a closet while everybody else does stuff. Um, The game is actually about the lives of the sex traffickers and sort of this attempt to demystify them to realize that, you know, sex traffickers aren't just these these monsters that come out of the darkness and grab you. They're actual people. Right.
0: That pitch failed because the last thing, thing I took away was there was a hostage. Yeah. The game was not about the hostage. It had a hostage. But it was the hostage
1: was an important part of the game, but the game was not about, about the, the, the experience of the hostage.
0: So you've got to consider the takeaway the audience, whomever the audience mm-hmm. is. You've got to consider whatever their takeaway is. It's not just what well, the last word I said was. That is true in a totally different panel that I'm doing tomorrow. Um,
1: I think I might be on that panel. I think so. I think so. I'm to distract you more. It's fine. Yay.
0: But it's about understanding what you want them to take away. What do, what do I want to give you? When I tell you about my game, what do I want you to know? And then, how do I want you to make you? How do I want you to feel about it as you leave, so that later you can go? I remember John's pitch. John's pitch about his card game was really interesting because he did this and this and this, and that sticks out in my mind. Um, let's do some questions because now we have like an audience and stuff. Yeah. Anybody? Really? Seriously? Any question? How do mm-hmm. I? How do you find somebody to pitch to? Um, go to the go to the bar. Yeah. At, at this convention, go to the bar. Stand there and look earnest. Smile a lot. Make some eye contact. That's about it. doesn't take much. Also,
1: if okay. you're really desperate and uh, Kate and Abby are around, you can ask to deliver an elevator pitch to Tessa. Yeah. Because most of the, uh, not all of them, and you should ask first, but most of the uh, senior staff at this convention will listen to elevator pitches. Yeah.
0: Um, it's always great to, you know, you can, what I used to do, here, here's a terrible John Feshin. Um, oh no! I I I would be at the bar, holding up the bar, doing my part to pay for the alcohol of the city. Um, I would stand at the bar and I would talk. To, I would I would talk to myself because who I was drunk, and it seemed like I was using my inside voice. I was not, <laughs> but I would talk. I would pitch to my. I would just narrate my pitch while I'm ordering my sixth double rum and coke, and somebody would overhear me because perhaps you've noticed. I am neither quiet nor subtle. Nope. So it was a chance, was, I wasn't intending it to strike up conversation, but it became like, the hell are you talking about? Oh, I'm working on my pitch. Oh, really? Now we have this conversation. And and drunkenly, I will slur and, and, and profane this this sound out of my face hole and <laughs> yeah. you'll just deal with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, Don't do that. No, don't. I mean, you, you can, but there will be ramifications and it, it will not go well for you. Yeah. Um, also, you'll be drunk, um, which is only fun half the time.
1: By the way, has anybody discovered how to pitch the ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town to um, any award-winning cartographer, Mark Richardson? Sure. All right. I, well, I mean, I, I I actually gave you all of the information you need to know in that sentence. If it's the ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town and he's a cartographer, talk to him about the layout of Squirrel Town. Talk to him about how the characters and where they're from in Squirrel Town influences their opinions.
0: From the rich side of town, the poor side of town, the suburbs of Squirrel Town, the far, its a Squirrel Town is a farmland community um, because they have lots of trees. And this—the Jim McClure pitch was 20 minutes long, <laughs> and I sat there waiting for my dinner, listening to this, and it's got some really interesting bits. But it took him 16 minutes to get to the interesting part. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the short answer to this is get to the interesting part sooner than you think because it will last longer than it does. It's not ephemeral. It's not a firework. It doesn't go up and fizzle and then go away. It makes a difference. Where you put the interesting part in that sentence, think about the sentence visually as though it is neon in your skull, right? Boom, 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 word, 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 word. The nearer the middle, the interesting thing hangs out, the harder it's going to be for you to get out of that sentence.
1: Don't bury your lead.
0: If you start with the interesting thing in the sentence, you have what's called a fall-off sentence, where it's really big up front, and then it just nosedives its way to the if end. You're,
1: if you're familiar with the five-act structure of a novel, it's your it's your uh, denouement? Denouement? Denouement, yeah. It's what comes right after the climax. It's the denouement. Don't do it! Dine. Don't do it.
0: You know I was going to. I know. That's why I said don't do it. being good. So fall off starts strong and fizzles. And that means the important stuff's got to be up top. Mm -hmm. The problem is that as it fizzles, people are going to pick up on it and go, that's all you got? Uh, All right. You don't end strong in this case. You want to try to keep it pretty plateau. You want to kind of be even all the way across. All the parts cooperate together even if not every word is super
1: exciting. Yeah, did any of you, uh, this is actually a pretty good long form example, did any of you read that um, article recently where the guy was claiming he translated the Voynich manuscript? Yeah. Um, did you realize how buried the lead was in that article? And the article was more about his academic achievements than about what the Voynich manuscript was actually about? Yeah.
0: The more you bury the lead, doesn't matter what it is, but the more you bury the point, the more the thing you're talking about turns into look how great I am. Yep. And I am a human being who is well accustomed to starting sentences with look, look how, how great, great I am. am. So don't. If you're talking about your thing, put the focus on your thing, right? I'm here to talk about my card game, I'm here to talk about my card game, I'm here to talk about my LARP, I'm here to talk about my LARP. And it it yes, it involves you because you made it, but it comes to a point where you've got to pivot away yeah. from the UNIS of it and get to the thing.
1: Yeah. No. Nobody cares that I have a degree in international relations if what I'm pre- uh, pitching is white wedding. But if I'm pitching my model UN, it's fine for me to go. Yeah, I have a degree in international relations with a focus on Eastern European history. So I wrote this game about you know the Bosnian War, and this game about the Bosnian War involves. The leaders from the Bosnian War taking control of the situation and negotiating in a very structured fashion.
0: It's also a little grim. Oh yes, yeah.
1: It's extremely grim. Yeah, it's very grim.
0: So the opposite of a fall-off. So off, you can play right. No. Oh. Well. No, I have panels and stuff to do. I'm <sighs> sorry. The opposite of a fall-off is, is what's called a ramp, which is Jeremy's playing. I know, the it's the, the nice. It's the opposite. It, instead of starting huge and going small, it starts small and goes big. The danger with here is that you're going to bury the lead and take forever to get to the damn point. Uh, I call those Millhouse pitches because, much like Millhouse, it never gets to the fireworks factory. I need to get to the payoff. I need to get somebody got my joke, nailed it. Because if 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 we're talking and I'm just going on and on and on and you're waiting for me to make a point, holy shit, Adamus, what are you doing? I finally get to the point. It is entirely possible, depending on how long that buildup is, you've forgotten what the hell we're talking about. Especially in an active, busy, hectic, anxious, non-entirely sober moment at a bar where it's loud and you're trying to follow along and someone's just right here and you know they're speaking, but you're not quite sure what they're saying. Like A long ramp works when you have their undivided attention, but the minute their attention is divided, you are then competing against all other stimuli. you might not necessarily lose, but assume you will so that you tailor your word choice to keep them on point, keep them focused, keep them engaged. Engagement is a two-way street. It is not a thing you do and then it's it's not a hook you throw and they're like, aha, I've got you, and then I have no further responsibility because I've engaged you. No, it's, yeah. a, it's a cooperative thing. Because while I am demonstrating information and making declarations, you are providing me a, a mo- both emotional insurance of, oh, that sounds interesting, but also emotional engagement. I'd like to know more.
1: Also a direction to go in. Which is? What?
0: Which which direction to go in?
1: Well, if you are engaged with someone, their engagement, uh, the questions they ask yes. you and yes. okay. the, the things they seem interested in provide you with a direction to go in. Yes. This is actually as important in pitches as it is in games. I've actually talked about engagement on other panels mm-hmm. and how important it is to maintain player engagement, but player engagement, much like pitch engagement, is super fickle. And it's not actually your fault if you lose engagement because people will lose engagement for the dumbest fucking reasons. Because there's a burden.
0: Yeah, or... I was just randomly thinking about you know oh I I have to go do laundry later or oh man I
1: or you know I got a text from my mom right
0: and that's okay you you don't have to try to outdo or over overwin that's the sentence that's the word I want to use good job brain Um, you don't have to try and come over the top and like right reclaim that no just deliver your material simply effectively you can say uh and um and like. Really, truly, it's okay.
1: It's totally fine.
0: Eventually you will reach a point where you've delivered the pitch enough times and in enough different ways. You don't really um and uh and like because you're, you're comfortable with it and there's no reason to give yourself a crutch. But up until that point, go to town.
1: So thankfully we have this lovely timer on this uh, recorder that this gentleman put on the table, which is awesome. Um, so we have about ten minutes left. Does anybody have... Any questions at all, or would you like to try a pitch on us? Yes, sir. All right, so let's say uh,
2: you're in the middle of a pitch mm-hmm. and um, you're, you're going downhill, downhill, downhill. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking you're hitting bottom. What's a good way to pull yourself back up? What's a
1: good idea? At that point, yeah. uh, my suggestion is probably just to disengage. Uh uh-huh. because um, if you're if you're starting to, if you know you're heading for rock bottom at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Just going, you know, hey, this has been great chatting. You know, I got it. You know, I got to run. I got to do X, Y. I got it. I got to go iron my dog. Um, You know.
0: I have a thing. And then off you go.
1: It was lovely talking to you maybe we can talk more like
0: right be nice about it sure. yeah. but you don't have to cop and and then castigate right you don't have to go like oh, i have failed this pitch i have dishonored the clan i must go <laughs> it, it, it no no it's not that it's just if you if you know and this is different i think you're asking a different question than, i have a feeling that i'm bombing because disregard the feeling you don't know that
1: do you mean you're en- do you mean you're ending the pitch or what can oh, you ending, clarify your question oh well it's just more of
2: the, if you're kind of getting identifiers that you know they're you know di- you know
1: Um, Disengage. Disengage. Yeah. Just just disengage. Take
0: a deep breath. Disengage. Thank them for their time. Go on about your business.
1: There will always be someone else to pitch you.
0: Now, that's different than saying something like, I don't know if my pitch is coming across to you. I'm getting a variety of mixed signals. In that case, just conclude. Don't repeat and don't beat the dead horse. Just, okay. Thanks so much. Again, it's similar to disengagement, only it's not as abrupt. Yeah. Yes. Have you
2: come up with a boring page for
0: Bolsheviks yet? Yeah. Oh, shit. You guys are on point. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I actually came up with like one or two really bad ones, but not. Oh, tell us. I'm tell
1: I'm, now I'm now up for a bad listening. one.
2: Um, so, Bolsheviks, it's like DuckTales, except instead of a money bin, you have an anti money bin.
0: Yeah, that's bad. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's good.
2: It's not
1: It's not uninteresting. Yeah. Yeah. You have a boring one?
2: I think maybe
1: I do. Let's go. Let's go. So.
2: A duck, okay. a um, and you have to interact with financial systems yes. that you don't agree with. Nailed it. And it's based on it. like, Russian economic anxieties. From like
1: no, a- see, when you bring up Russian economic anxieties <laughs> <laughs> Well, they
2: cut it off before
1: then. Yeah. Just
0: stop at, you deal with financial, you interact with other players and financial systems. Yep, that's stop boring. Stop there. That is, <laughs> wow. is paint dry boring. That that's a boring pitch. As a boring. Now pitch. it is accurate in that you are interacting with people and economic systems, but there is so little. To, m- there's so little information as well as an absence of emotion yeah. that I don't know how to. That's really good. Mirror that back to you and go. See,
1: I wanted to use academia, but uh, like I said, academia and ducks is apparently like a great fucking combination. I, I
0: picture mallards with mortar boards. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Which
1: would be also I would also play, play that game. I would. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um. All right. So who ha- who needs who who wants help on their pitch? Like who's got a pitch? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know how it's going to work.
2: Actually, Jax and I actually have a question on this one, since this is something you actually are connected to in some way. Uh-huh. How would you pitch Plane Break?
1: Ooh. What okay. is it? Okay. okay. <laughs> so Plane Break mm-hmm. is a. Let this is going to take a second.
0: It's we got time.
1: Plane is a buffer LARP set in a post-apocalyptic alternate reality based on Appalachian folklore. Ooh.
0: That is an excellent pitch. Thank you. That tells me everything I need to know. It tells me how to feel about it. It tells me it's not for me, which is fine. But it tells me enough information that I know, oh, I have people who would be interested in that. I can refer them to you. That is, that is an effective pitch.
1: How would you pitch Doomsday, Jeremy? A far future sci-fi game.
2: Uh, at least at the outset, like if, if someone is like
0: Jeremy, online Jeremy, online. Jeremy. You, need, you, you, need little, you need a little, uh, more of that because a far future, future sci-fi, sci-fi game is also yes. Buck Rogers.
1: Yes. Also, what kind of game? What what um, am uh, I doing? What <laughs> am <laughs> I? What <laughs> am let's, I? What let's, am let's, I let's let's back, doing, back, Jeremy? I've had to actually, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Let's back this fuck truck up. Um,
2: nice. We're a far future sci-fi buffer campaign game with a big focus on community,
0: uh, especially uh, diversity in that community. Okay, so it's a diverse community. It's a diverse Community of people simultaneously interested in a sci-fi boffer campaign.
1: Yep. Yes. That's cool.
0: Presentation of words makes a difference. Because if you are proud of your community and proud of your diversity, you want to feature that up top of the sentence because you want to hang a hat on it. You want to, hey, spotlight. As opposed to boffer which, while important, is not as important as so, other elements. So, Doomsday
1: is a campaign-style LARP with a very strong, diverse community that takes place in a far-future sci-fi setting with buffer mechanics.
0: Yeah, nailed it. Who's got a pitch? So, um... Ugly mm-hmm. Squirrel in Squirrel Town. Ugly Squirrel in Squirrel and park, let's do it. Um, it's, uh...
1: They're pitching to Mark, so. You're oh, Mark. I have to be Mark oh, now. Mark. Oh shit! All right, I, I to be. Do you have a hat?
0: I don't have a hat with me. Shit! I need to be like sixty pounds lighter and infinitely more
2: annoying. Okay,
1: hey, I'm you, ready. Have you considered going like this? Like, yeah, there you go. So Through binat style
2: play, mm-hmm. we explore how social geographies inform and, uh, and our uh, our
1: conceptions and understandings of beauty, okay. and how each squirrel in Squirrel Town is, in the end, the ugliest squirrel in Squirrel Town.
0: That is. Excellent. That's awesome. That's really good. That's
1: really fucking good. Now
0: what I would that works. Put
1: I like the social geographies part, especially for Mark.
0: Yes. Yeah, that was really All right. good. Put a gold star there. That works. Another way to approach it would be to instead of saying the word social geography, find a different way to describe that in a few different words. Generally a longer stretch of words, but it's the same idea you're conveying. The the problem not that you have this problem, but the problem that people run into when they do that is they get used to having these specific words and a specific spot in the pitch, and they crutch on it, and without realizing that it's not working, they just keep, like, I, I got to talk about this thing, I got to get this thing in, and I only know how to deliver this, you know, I only know how to say it's about a bot, I only know how to say LARP if I put boffer in front of it.
1: Or Nordic, or... Or Nordic, or... Or, or, or parlors, right. and powers, or whatever. I
0: can't say it's a LARP in this style, I can't break up that term because I'm so used to delivering it this way. And that verbal crutch, although, or written crutch, you see it more in written because you see the patterning of words as they try multiple drafts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay, but if you want to show breadth and like, oh yeah, I'm totally down for this and I get it and I have multiple ways of deploying this information, you want to make sure you're able to break up your patterns and your crutches. The
1: neighborhoods we live in and the social preconceptions that come with them. Ooh, good, good. I like
0: that one better. It's a bit more natural sounding. Okay. Uh, natural sounding is just a, a formation of practice. Sure.
1: I, I I live with the
2: social geographers, <laughs> Oh
0: well, there you go. Yeah, okay. See,
1: to yeah. me, to me coming from Aaron that sounded totally natural. Oh, we we've, so. n-
0: we've never spoken. prior yeah, to this
1: so, so that's why. See, that's why I said I like their pitch, it which does. is you know, see it work differently on sure. different people. Absolutely.
0: Which is what it's supposed to do. No, no, there is no one pitch for all. There, this is not the One Ring, Frodo. This is you know, yeah. this is just.
1: There are nine rings for all elves. Well, it gets no, it's nine fun. rings for humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- nine rings, three for elves. Nine, three, three for elves. Four,
0: four yeah, or five? A handful. Seven for
1: dwarves. You're right. Yeah.
0: It's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a wealth of rings. It's a lot of jewelry up in this piece. Yeah. All right. You have a pitch? Let's I'm do it. it. Right. I'm excited. Okay. I'm ready. All
2: right. So, um, between the pages is an RPG where you play a kid locked in a library, only to find the librarian is stuck in a book and has left you a magic library card, leaving you clues across various genres to find him.
0: Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it hard. That is excellent. Um, my only element would be, one, do it in two breaths, not one.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, and that's just a pacing just issue. Chill out. Just out. Uh-huh. It's cool, man.
1: No, we realize you're nervous. That's okay. We,
0: we get it. But just in what general, two breaths, because you've got a lot of information there. Yes. Um, and two, be... You could stop if you could... If you could find if, if the, the back half didn't work you could have stopped at but you find the librarian is trapped in a book you yeah. could stop there and it's just as effective
1: I, your, your back half was really effective though. your
0: back half's fine mm-hmm. you could do either okay. so file them both away and break them out when needed
1: And I might describe the kid as like a curious kid or sure. some or some other some discu- kind of adjective yeah. to describe so the, the kid, kid. so that it's
0: not just a you're ki- a kid I mean because yes
1: to me. Because I play a lot of RPGs, and I've written for a lot of RPGs. To me, uh, since I mostly write for horror RPGs, my mind is immediately going to jump to, this is a horror game. But if you don't tell me like, what kind of kid it is, I'm immediately going to assume, oh, it's this you know, weird uh, horror game where you're jumping or through... Where you're different- a creepy kid. Or you're a creepy... No, not necessarily. Not that the kid's creepy, but the kid is facing insurmountable challenges sure. in different genres. Or the kid is being sucked into the books against their will. Or things like that.
0: That's interesting too.
1: Yeah, but like, give me some adjectives to describe, like, because I'm pretty sure that's not what you meant from what I'm getting. It's like this cheerful sort of adventure game, which sounds really fun, but I think you need just a little bit more specificity.
0: Makes sense? So, but it was really good.
1: It was a really good first patch. It was good, man. It was really good. Other right.
0: anybody else? We have
1: we, we're, we're actually at an hour.
0: We're at an hour, yeah. We're at an hour. All right, well, go have dinner then, you guys. Thank yeah. you so much for go coming eat to this party. There you go.
1: Thank you so if much. If you'd like
0: a card, I have cards. I have
1: cards too okay. now.
0: I have brandy new cards.
1: Well, look at you. Yeah, yeah. Actually, don't know if I have my cards on me right now.
0: Well, where can they find you on social media? You can find
1: me on Twitter as
0: Rufflejacks.